What's up? I'm Chaz. And I'm Andy. And this is uh, Diary of Diaries. Um, so I've been, Andy, I've had this thought for yeah. a while now. Um, one thing is like, if people are just joining in the middle of, of the stream of consciousness that is this podcast, um, we haven't told them for a while. If you don't know what Diary of Diaries is or why you're here, uh, this is a podcast where we talk about um, diarrhea. <laughs> It's wonderful, right? Yeah, uh, it's people cathartic. come on, tell their embarrassing stories. Um, I'd really encourage you to listen to episode one um, to get more more uh, info on that. But if you're just joining us, um, my name is Chaz, and I am uh, super lactose intolerant. And today, I wanted to um, I wanted to do a, a Marvel origin story. You know what I'm saying? Oh. You know, it's really popular with Marvel movies. Yeah, of course. Origin story. I wanted to origin my diarrhea. <laughs> I would love to hear the beginning. Right? Wouldn't you? Everybody would. All right. So uh, I'm going to tell my my history of lactose intolerance, um, as far as I know it. Um, so when I was a little kid, my stomach hurt a oh. lot. Uh, I'd, I'd, honestly, as early as I can remember, All right. uh, probably like five, six, seven early. Eight. Yeah. And my stomach would hurt. And so my mom and dad, uh, they would be like, I would just be complaining to them, say my, oh, my, my tummy hurts, you know? And they'd be like, where? And I just point to my belly button every time, <laughs> like my belly button. That's where it hurts right there. Um, and so I did that enough, I guess, to eventually where we went to a doctor um, and the doctor was like, oh, he's lactose intolerant. And we were like, okay, sweet. Um, and so they gave me, you know, special lactose intolerant pills. How did they find out that a six-year-old is lactose intolerant? I just think that they knew from what I was complaining about, and they asked yeah. about my diet, and I'm sure I was just eating, like, cereal and cheese, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And so it was just like, hey, we'll try this. And so they gave me these special pills, and I remember they were like this chalky vanilla um, I thought they were delicious. I really like stuff that's chalky. So I was like, this is like candy to me. <laughs> Thanks. And so I took these pills like basically before every meal. And I, and I think as far as I know, I got better. Um, and uh, my stomach stopped hurting. And I think that's that thing <laughs> that a lot of people go through that like you're taking your pills and you feel better. So you stop taking your pills because yes. you're like, I'm healed. Um, and so at some point, and I've talked to my parents about this, we... I stopped taking the pills and we all forgot that I was lactose intolerant. <laughs> and so I don't know like how that happened, but I take the pills every morning and then all of a sudden it, what seems like to me, we, I stopped taking the pills and everybody in my house had amnesia about the fact that I was lactose intolerant previously. And then I just went right back to being like, my tummy hurts. <laughs> Your right, right right it was real. The They're probably like, Oh, he probably thought he had lactose intolerance. Right. And, yeah. Uh, Mind. <laughs> <laughs> don't know um and so i am um, i was taking um well i wasn't taking my pills and i remember i i think throughout childhood it was just for some reason who knows it wasn't as bad maybe i was consuming less dairy but once i got into high school it started to rear its ugly head again and when you <clears throat> forget that the doctor told you that you're lactose intolerant um, you start making up reasons as to why your stomach hurts because you're trying to figure it out, but it's whatever. And so every morning I would wake up and I'd eat a giant bowl of cereal and then I would go to school and I'd be like, like super sick feeling. And then 
after like third period, run to the bathroom and have diarrhea at school and be like, man, breakfast makes me sick. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. Right. Um, and so, uh, I did that. And then I was like, man, cereal, I don't know what it is about cereal. So then I switched to these like carnation instant breakfast packets where you'd like, you know, it's like the powders, like fancy chocolate milk with like protein in it or whatever. And I started drinking that and I was like, man, chocolate milk makes me sick. <laughs> and so I would go to school, have diarrhea everywhere. And then, um, uh, just, I just gave up on breakfast. I stopped eating it because I was like, you know what? Cereal didn't work. Carnation instant breakfasts didn't work. I must be allergic to breakfast. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> there's nothing else. I just, the easiness of it when you're in high school, it's not like I'm going to wake up and like scramble myself eggs or something. Yeah. So cereal or whatever. So I am, um, I, I just stopped eating breakfast entirely. Um, and then I went through a period of my life and my family will attest to this where we just thought like fancy restaurants made me sick. <laughs> with all the rich buttery <laughs> yeah. it's like every time i eat out at a nice restaurant diarrhea everywhere oh. and so they're like well i guess you're just you're just so uh ingrained in poor people <laughs> uh food that you can just eat mcdonald's <laughs> or whatever and i get sick which wasn't necessarily true but i i think at some point with my fast food i started saying like oh i don't want cheese on it because it's got a lot of calories and so i was avoiding a lot of dairy just so like you cheese. knew no, I didn't know. I just knew that, like, I didn't want to be fat. And so I was like, well, if I get a hamburger instead of a cheeseburger, I'll save myself, like, 200 calories of pretend cheese, right? And so <laughs> I um, I would go out to eat at my favorite restaurants, and I had somehow worked the cheese. Maybe subconsciously, I was working the cheese out of my diet. But then if we'd go out to a fancy restaurant, I'd get, like, mashed potatoes, and I would just explode because I, like, pour milk <laughs> in them or whatever. Um, and so... I did that. I met my beautiful wife um, right around this time. And like I told you in an earlier podcast, we started having to plan our dates around the fact that <laughs> if we'd go out to eat, I'd have diarrhea afterwards. Didn't phase her. Didn't phase her. No, I'm like, you know, I was really good looking and funny. And so the <laughs> diarrhea was just like, oh, that's his thing. Like the bad thing that I had. So, um, so we plan our dates around these, these diarrhea sessions. And um, I've had like a few jobs where like having diarrhea is not, an optimal thing um all the time oh, yes. so michael's yeah my well yeah i mean that was retail is like whatever you can go to the bathroom but yeah, i, I so. was uh, emt for a while oh and, like, if, you're on an, yeah, if you're on an emergency call you can uh like hey mr heart attack <laughs> can you hold on because uh i'm gonna go have explosive diarrhea for a minute <laughs> And so I mean, what a limiting uh, problem to have. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like, I don't know, That's like, I think somehow I didn't, uh, I narrowly avoided several uh, just horrible fiascos <laughs> with diarrhea on emergency calls. And then I got a job where I worked, uh, I had a, like a two hour commute, but it was in like, a, um, it was in a van, like we all, it was a carpool. Yeah. And so I remember a couple of times coming back from that job and two hours with everybody and being like, I'm going to need to pull over the van. Um, and there was like, no, it was like out kind of like up in the mountains and there was like two gas stations and I would just pray that I could make it there. Um, still no idea for whatever reason, remembering as a kid that I was lactose intolerant and why I'm pooping everywhere all the time. Um, and then uh, I got a job working on a zip line. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but on zip lines, there's not a lot of bathrooms. <laughs> um, and so... I started working with this guy 
and uh, I would, I sometimes my stomach would hurt, and I would tell my boss, "Big, like, hey, like I'm gonna go like on this tour." And these zip lines were like way up in the trees. You never came down. You'd go for like eight zip lines, whatever. And um, I'd tell my boss, like, um, you know, I, I might have to call you for help uh, later, um, but we'll see. Maybe not. You know, I'm all like cold sweating and stuff. And um, and uh, he uh, he was like, okay, so we came up with a code word over the radio. So um, if I needed if I needed somebody, and so the code word was like, uh, there's a squirrel running up the tree. So I would call and be like, hey, Mr. Boss, there's a squirrel running up the tree on F. And so he would know, oh, that's what tree he's on. He's on tree F, and he needs someone to come replace him because he's going to poop his pants. <laughs> and so that happened a couple of times, and the same dude always <laughs> came to my rescue. He always came to my group like, hey, everybody, sorry, uh, Chaz had to go. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got to go poop his pants everywhere. And I think on a few of them, I just told the groups, like, I'm just going to poop my pants if I don't get down soon. Like, because there's no other way to, like, gracefully leave in the middle of this like two hour tour of like so guys you know what we're just gonna do a weird change right here in the middle i'm not gonna be your guide anymore <laughs> gotta go <laughs> so did you come back uh, no because usually by the time i was done having diarrhea they were almost done with like the entire tour anyways wow. so i would say bye to them like uh like that when they came down big like, hey sorry about the diarrhea but uh <laughs> hope you guys had a great time and didn't really notice me leaving um and so one of the guys that I worked with, <clears throat> he was super into health. And uh, he was like, he was like, so tell me what's going on with your with your stomach. You know, he's like one of those, like, um, I don't even know what you call it, like a couch nutritionalist or whatever, <laughs> you know, like he was like, he knew a lot. Um, he's like, so uh, what's wrong with your, uh, what's wrong with your tummy? Tell me what's wrong with your tum-tum. I said, uh, so, uh, well, it hurts a lot and I have diarrhea all the time. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. What do you eat? And I'd be like pizza cheeseburgers ice cream whatever and he's like bro you're lactose intolerant i was like no i'm not and you still forgot yes yeah yeah i totally had yeah nope didn't remember and um and uh he's like no you're 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 lactose intolerant he's like just like give it up and like see what happens and i was like um, you know, it's one of those, like, if anybody's ever eaten cheese before, you don't really want to give it up. No. No. And so I was like, uh, I could consider it. And so he just kept hammering me. He's like, dude, you got to try it. And so eventually I was like, all right, fine. Like, I'll try it. And I went off dairy and then like miracle. <laughs> wow. Tummy didn't hurt anymore. No more diarrhea all over the place. And I started to think like, I know maybe it's like, uh, just like a mental thing. And now I've <laughs> told my body that the thing, whatever it was that it was happening, isn't happening anymore. And so I wasn't fully a believer until I went out to eat with a friend and I was, I, because I'd cut dairy out of my diet, dairy's in so much stuff. I wasn't, I was hardly ever eating out anymore. I was eating a lot at home. And so, um, me and this guy, we we're, we're going into, into town from where we live and, um, Wendy's had come out with a new, like whatever marketing had worked on me where there was like a commercial, like we got a different kind of a hamburger you could try. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's try it. I've never had it. And so we're, we're hanging out and he's like, Hey, you want to, you want to run to Wendy's? And I was like, yeah, let's do it, man. And so we go and I order the, like the burger. Right. And on the burger, 
just cheese comes on it. And I'm not even thinking about like anything. I'm just like, I just want to try the new one. It's not a big deal. And so I order the burger. I get the burger. I begin to consume said burger, right? It's delicious. And then the guy, and he's a guy I worked with who knew I'd had diarrhea and gone through all this stuff. He looked at my burger and he's like, bro, you got a cheeseburger? <laughs> and I looked at him like, no. And then I looked at it and there was just globs of cheese all over the burger. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, well, I've already eaten half of it. <laughs> so, whatever. So I jammed the rest into my mouth and um, I eat it. And um, I felt relatively fine uh shortly thereafter we did we went to costco and then thing went back home and then i started to not feel good and i was like oh that's so weird and then uh, me and my wife we went back out we went shopping and i be- i think we were either in a big lots or like a <laughs> um a big lots or a uh a uh oh man what's it like a dollar tree or something i can't remember i just remember there being junk like crappy junk everywhere in the store and being like why are we here so I go, I go into, um, I go into the big lots, um, and I get the, the, the punch in the gut of like, Oh, it's, it's gonna about to go down like right now. And so I like, and I never been in that big lots and it took me a while to find the bathroom. And so I made it to the toilet. This isn't a story where I poop all over the floor or anything, but when I, when I, it, it evacuated me so much and I don't really know where, uh, the blood came from. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But when I pooped, I looked in the toilet and said, oh, there's some blood in there. <laughs> That's not good. And I don't know if it was like because my insides gotten eaten up, whatever, just from like not having oh, dairy or body. if it just evacuated so quickly that my body like ripped or <laughs> something. <laughs> so I pooped blood. And then after that, I was like, I think I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> like that's when I finally committed to like had a cheeseburger. Wow. Pooped blood. Okay. No, that's probably. Yep. Like the intolerant. The couch nutritionalist set he, you on your straight. He did. Own. He totally did. Yeah. And uh, and it and it's been it's been changed life ever since. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. It's it's just weird to go from like such a large swath of your life to be like knowing where a bathroom is at all times. Yeah. Having that be so important and like always being worried about eating out to like I just go and I tell them like hey is there any dairy on that and they say yeah I don't I just don't I don't order it. Look at um, you. And so now yeah it's weird i'm like i'm on a schedule i just wake up and go to the bathroom no big deal like thousands of other people right like a, normal, like a normal person <laughs> <laughs> allegedly i remember when you said you thought things like the dust at michael's would cause you to go <laughs> <laughs> um when did you remember that you like were lactose intolerant i think after yeah after i talked to that nutritionist dude and and then like I, I I had experienced the saving grace of not having dairy, and then I remember, being like, man, I feel really good, and I was like, and and it was clicking that I was like, I am lactose intolerant, and then I was like, I just had this vague memory as a kid of taking these pills before I would eat anything, <laughs> and I was like, was those was that like a like a dairy supplement pill because they have those right, and so like I think I called my parents and was like, didn't didn't I used to take dairy supplement pills when I was getting my mom's like, yeah, and I was like. <laughs> what the heck (laughs) i've gone through like go back and listen to the podcast of all the horrible diarrhea i've had and and i and it could have been avoided if i just would have taken like these dairy supplement pills which kind of helped i've tried to take them as an adult then it's like as long as there's not a ton of cheese on it like i still i can't take a dairy pill and eat a pizza but like 
I can take like a dairy digestive aid and have like something with butter in it or something and be okay. So that's been nice. But yeah, it's like, I still haven't had a cheeseburger. I haven't had a real pizza in like six years. You could have avoided that, that girl walking in on you in the nurse's bathroom. Yeah. But I think, you know, the, the trials of my life have made me who I am today. So in some ways I'm not, I'm not mad at it, but I definitely was like, how did my entire family just forget this? And my, for the longest time, my brother was like, you're not, you're not, you're not lactose intolerant, dude. Just shut up. Like he reshaped your identity. He he want he wanted he wanted me to not be it because like my brother he's a he's a really good um, cook I would say cook but it's like a lot of barbecue and stuff but everything is centered around dairy butter like just like hey we're gonna make this there's like 14 sticks of butter in it and it's like <laughs> yeah. hey I can't have that and he's like shut up dude you can do it stop being a wuss that's basically his mentality so I think after listening to the podcast maybe now he's learned that oh maybe he was lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, oh, I love it. That's my story. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's my origins. That's why this podcast exists. <laughs> <laughs> the trials. Oh. So that one ended abruptly. Uh, sorry about that. But up next, um, I have an interview with a good friend of mine. It's a super funny story. Um, it is over FaceTime, um, but it, it is worth a listen. So here we go. Hello and uh, welcome. I have a uh, an interview here for you. I got my good friend Chris. Um, Chris, say hello. Hi, Chaz. Yeah, hey man. Uh, so Chris is a good buddy of mine. Chris actually has his own podcast, um, which I am an avid listener of. It's called Huel's Gold. Chris, did you want to tell us about that real quick before we get started? Yep, yep. I do it with my buddy Alan. He and I are big fans of Huel Hauser and. His show, California's Gold, and, you know, Hauser died five years ago. His show ended, and we wanted to keep the spirit alive. So we break down all 350-some-odd episodes of his California's Gold show. If you're not from California, you really should look up this show because it's, it's one of a kind. It's real kind of quirky and weird. And it's real fun. And you hear us talk about all the funny things that go on in that show. <laughs> yeah, that's a ton of episodes of that show. It's I can't believe there's 350-something episodes. Yeah, it's going to take us like uh, seven years if we do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you got a lot of content. That's great. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, so you had uh, a, a diarrhea story that you wanted to tell me. Um and I, am, I did. Yeah, I'm, I and you were surprised actually because you tell it so often that I've never heard it, but I I can't say that I have. So um, yeah, cause we've known each other for a long time. Yep. And usually, when I know someone for a period of time, a mutual friend will say, "Hey, hey, Chris, did you tell him the Camp Keep story? Because that's what it's known as." Ah. And usually, I, I tell it. Sometimes I'm just slamming through it, but. This, this will be the detailed version of the account. Awesome. All right. Well, without further ado, let's hear that Camp Keep story. Okay. Um, well, I guess I should explain what Camp Keep is because not everyone is from our hometown area. Yeah. Uh, we have a, um, I guess it's just a, it's a, a week-long camping experience that um, fifth or sixth graders, depending on if you're middle or junior high school, bound uh you go into the mountains or next to the beach and you get to experience nature and you learn all this stuff and 
really what happens is you learn that your fellow classmates are jerks and will torture you to no end. <laughs> mm-hmm. If uh, if you do anything weird or uh, out of the ordinary, so that's where that's where I'm at. That's the place. We're in the mountains, uh, like the Sierra Nevada mountains somewhere up in there. I don't really remember. And the first day, we're getting acquainted because it's my school and another school from across town. So I, half the kids I've never met, and. We're kind of getting the tour of the place and they show us the bathrooms and it's a big bathroom, lots of stalls and the showers are in there too. And of course, little six or eight boys are like, oh man, showers have to be naked around boys. I'm scared. (laughs) You know, that's how I felt anyway. But the real problem right off the bat is we all notice the stall doors to the toilets have no doors. Just no doors. So this, uh, this is, this is my week here. This is what I know is going to totally rule my mind. Ever waking moment is the fact that there are no doors on these stalls. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's day one. Day one. And by the end of day one, uh, the first kid had to go. He couldn't hold it. I don't remember who it was. He was from the other school. Poor kid. He just, he gave in too quick. Uh, and everyone knew it. Everyone saw, you know, little Timmy, little Bobby, whoever it was, go in there, try to sneak into the stall. And the, the other kids, I didn't partake in this bullying because I knew that I could potentially be in this situation, was grabbing wads of toilet paper and throwing it at him oh. while he... So... That's like wet, call. like wet wads of toilet paper. Some, yeah, some just dry wads. Just, just you know, seeing having a bunch of kids standing in the in, in front of the stall as you're trying to poop is gonna be torturous. So, me and my friend Danny, we decide no poops. <laughs> not gonna happen. Like, like you have that kind of control over your over your personhood. You know, we're only, uh, what, 11 years old. We, we think we got the world figured out. So mm-hmm. That's cool. We're, we're, we got our pact. No poop. No poop pact. No poop pact. And the week progresses. And, you know, it's camp stuff. You're doing stupid songs and eating bad food and having to learn about uh, animals and stuff. Just, you know, camp stuff. The, the one thing that really has resonated with a lot of the kids who went to that camp, at least my age that I talk about, there's this, this song that a lot of us learned. Right. And it's, it's about poop. Mm-hmm. It's the scat song. I don't remember how it goes. Oh, I know. I remember almost every word. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scat makes the world go round. It's yummy nutrients go back into the ground. So when I step in a pile of scat, I jump for joy and tell myself, that's where it's at. <laughs> right? That's it, yeah? That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, so that, that song has haunted me my entire life, but yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was haunting us the whole week, is just knowing that we're all trying to hold our poop in, Yep. not... And, but having to sing about it constantly. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and as the day progressed, most kids fell prey to, you know, nature's call. And the torture just continued, and sometimes kids could get away with it, some couldn't. And Thursday comes around, and Thursday is the day of big hype. And at this point, I'm starting to feel it. Like, <laughs> Wait, so you got there on Monday? We got there Monday and afternoon. you haven't pooped, and it's Thursday. Yeah, but uh, you know when you go on a trip, sometimes... <laughs> Yeah. It takes you a while to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you have a different uh, <laughs> gastrointestinal system than most people. But, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, the, uh, I, it wasn't until Thursday that I started to feel the urge. Okay. And I know, like, okay, it's a big hike, three miles up the mountain, three miles back. Then I just got Friday and the bus ride home free. There you go. So we start the hike. And I guess. You know, we had been kind of hiking and walking throughout the week, but this was vigorous. And I guess just the, the, the churning of the bowels as I'm walking up this mountain just kind of it, it expedited the, the impending doom that yeah. was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I make it up the mountain. I made it up the mountain. I'm with the whole double school. My school, the other school, we're all up there. There's a big meadow. And as soon as we get up there, they're like, okay, lunchtime. I'm like, no, oh, no, I'm okay. And I go to go sit down next to a tree. And, you know, I've listened to all your shows, and this seems to be a running, uh, a running problem. Yeah. I felt what I thought was a fart. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, not a fart. <laughs> so, yeah, like most kids, sixth grade, I still wore tidy white. Ah, okay. You know, uh, there was definitely not any sort of like liquidity to this poop because it had been becoming you know, solid over those four days. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, it, you know, the fart happens, turns to a shark, but it's like a solid shark, no, no <laughs> And once, like, I, my, my, my sphincter muscles had been pushed to their limits. So I, once it released, it, it released, you know what I mean? Like, it right. was a load. And I'm on the mountain. And on top of it all, the, the counselor has been have been saying, Don't worry guys, I got toilet paper if anyone needs to go and that just added fuel to the poop fire that has been right. raging this whole week. Yeah. Your your butt that so has a <laughs> Your butt yeah, has yeah. a mind of its own and it knew there was toilet paper available. And so it's like, why not now? Now's good. But I decided like I knew I, I was weighing my options and yeah. hearing your stories, uh, like your basketball story, you start to think you can get away with things, sure. which is amazing. Like, I don't know what we're thinking in these moments, but I thought I shouldn't do any sort of like cleanup slash underwear ditch on the top of the mountain. Mm. Just going to keep it in there for the whole three mile walk home. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's what I do. <laughs> finish up the lunch. Everyone's throwing frisbees, having a great time. I'm dying on the inside and the outside. So, uh, just so everyone's clear, myself and anyone listening, you just leave the poop in there. Yeah. <laughs> and how long was the poop in in your underwear? Well, um, it, it, it released itself right as we got to the top of the mountain. I'd say we were up on the top of the mountain for an extra two hours before walking another two to three hours back down the mountain to where the campsite was. So okay. Five to six. Uh, more than half of that was spent, you know, hiking down a hill <laughs> with all of my friends and enemies around me. <laughs> uh-huh. So I know that, like, I, that's a long time to start formulating my plan. And I, I did. I came up with my plan. Mm-hmm. And my plan was, I know that when we get back, it'll be dinner time. Right. And apparently when all the kids who were trying to poop were getting away with things. Right. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, counselor, I need to go to the, to the cabin to get my gloves or something. I made an excuse. So as soon as we get back, I can run to the cabin, which I did. I run to the cabin. I grab my new underwear because I know I'm having to ditch. Yeah, yeah. And so I, everyone's filing into the, to the mess hall cafeteria thing. And I go to the bathroom and like, like I said, this was a solid mess. So the cleanup was easier than you'd expect having hiked down a mountain with a load in tow. Yeah. It was, it was quick and easy. Wow. But my real dilemma, you think like pooping your pants in front of the whole sixth grade class on top of the mountain would be bad, but I then had to figure out what to do with these underwear because I figure everyone's going to notice, like, hmm, who's not here? Who do we have to torture in the bathroom? Right. Oh, it's Christmas turn. If they go and show up and they find a load, a loaded down <laughs> The jig is up. I'm screwed. Right. So I don't know what to do. I, I, this is where I'm having to think quick. So I, I, I roll it up in toilet paper to create this kind of like underwear poop bomb. Sort of. <laughs> and I really, I, I'm walking out of the bathroom or starting to walk out of the bathroom, not knowing what to do with it. And uh, an idea occurs to me. And here's, here's what happened. I'm wearing one of those big puffy nylon jackets, you know, with the, Usually they're like football jackets or something, and I, I didn't like sports, so mine was just purple and green, just <laughs> mm, color. Of course. <laughs> so I got this wad in my big nylon like pouch pocket, and I start walking towards the cafeteria. And as I'm walking towards the cafeteria, I'm looking around me. There's no one in sight. This is one of those grand moments where everyone is inside and no one's milling around. So uh, my plan is is going to work. As I walk towards the cafeteria, I hook shot the underwear on top of the roof of the cafeteria. (laughs) 
walk in the cafeteria like nothing <laughs> happened. Mm. No one ever knew. <laughs> it was the best meatloaf mashed potatoes dinner I ever had. I have gotten away with the heist of the century. That's, that's the perfect crime. Yeah. Now, years later, I would finally start telling friends about this when, when the you know statute of limitations was on. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I realized like how how odd of an idea that was that I would think to, one, take it with me and have it in my pocket in public and think that I could somehow, being so horrible at sports as I was, hookshot this thing onto the roof of this cafeteria. Right. But I did. And then as the years progressed, I realized that someone had to find that thing one day. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it didn't just biodegrade off the roof somehow. No, one day the AC must have broke and a guy had to go up there and fix it. And he's like, what is, what's this? And he unrolls this, this treasure. <laughs> no doubt a treasure. Oh. And that's it. I, that, that's the story. Dude, I, that's I, I got... the, I, the thing I think that is like, it's funny to me, and I think anybody, just the inside of your own mind, but like being an adult and looking back at me as a kid, like that when, it, like in junior high, when I had pooped my pants, uh, like all of the irrational things that I did um, that made sense to me at the time. And looking back, I was like, what the heck was I thinking? Um, yeah, that's all I'm thinking the whole time you're telling the story. It's like, what? <laughs> wait, you did, you did what? <laughs> but you were 11, so it yeah. it makes sense in the way that it doesn't make any sense. And you're 11, and you you had like, you were firmly like, you know, avoiding the, you didn't want to poop in front of anybody, you didn't want obviously anybody to find out. I'm surprised that while you're walking around with a poop, before you're able to dispose of it that nobody like did you smell like poop did people were they like hey uh chris uh did uh you poop your pants you know there was there was a moment when someone uh, a couple feet away from me asked what's that smell and they, <laughs> <laughs> but they were far away but what what i what i deduce is that they were Standing where I had been sitting for like three hours, not playing frisbee. So maybe just that, but no, there wasn't any. Uh, you know, maybe the whole school knew, and they felt really bad, and they were all secretly watching out the window as I hook shot my. Little no, there's no way. Yeah, like you said, the ki the kids that age are ruthless. If anybody would have found out, you you would have been toast. Yeah. I I yeah. I, I grew up with, uh, you know, I was that age at one point. And I, I said this in another podcast, but there was a kid that pooped his pants. And it was like in elementary school, but everybody knew it. And he was yeah. like the kid who pooped his pants in elementary school for like years and years and years. It's like he never lived it down. So uh, my guess is that, like like you said, like we said, is that you, you committed the perfect crime. And yeah. somehow and got that was one of my fears, though, is that people, it was a multi-level fear. Because I, sure. I remember, 
I remember having fears that I secretly had some stink disease that my mom was always a step ahead of me, like telling people not to make fun of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I already had that going in my head. Sure. So. Yeah. More rational thoughts of an 11-year-old. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Chris. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate the story. I'm glad I'd never heard it before, but I'm glad I've heard it now. Um, and like we we're talking about, if you guys are into podcasts and you would like to check out Chris's, it's Huel's Gold. Um, and it's on basically everything, right? iTunes, Stitcher, Google, all that stuff, right? All of them, yep. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast. All right. Awesome. Cool, man. All right. Well, thank you. And I'll talk to you soon, man. Okay. See ya. Hey, make sure you subscribe, you rate, and you review the show. It helps us out a ton. And uh, make sure that you just tell everybody you know about the diarrhea show that you just listened to. Thanks. <laughs>